God damn, I need IPA. This is Beering Ain't Easy, your podcast for beer humor, dad humor, and beer tastings from Texas and beyond. So crack one if you got one and turn it up. All right, everyone, welcome to Beer and Ain't Easy, episode 40. Just another fantastic evening in the suburbs of Houston, Texas. That's right. That's right. Episode 40, earlier tonight, we were talking about how you just turned 39 and you're coming up on 40. I'd rather not talk about that tonight. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) We talked about how Drew was struggling to remember how old I am. And so the first thing to go is your memory. You know, um, I'm going to drink to forget. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm I'm turning over a new leaf this week. I feel like been pretty critical all the time. It's just, I'm going to bring some positive energy to the Beer and Easy show. About freaking time. <laughs> <laughs> I think when you and I get together, it's like, <laughs> not like you're Mr. Like Sunshine over there. Either. Mr. Sunshine. <laughs> I am excited, though. I know that by the time this episode actually releases, we will have already been to this event. But there's a pretty sweet event going on in the Houston area that we're going to be checking out called Houston Bruzology at the Houston Museum of Natural Science. Houston Bruzology. So this is an event where they have over 30 breweries going to the Houston Museum of Natural Science. They have 208 beers available for four-ounce pours, which is pretty impressive for a friggin' science museum. Oh, yeah. So we get 30 pours? Yeah, so this is this is ridiculous. Like, 30 four-ounce pours comes with your admission, which... That's basically the science museum is saying, hey, we recognize you're going to get wasted and we're okay with that. Just don't touch the dinosaurs. I am going to exhaust all 30 of my pores. And my mission is to make sure that you do too. Drew's a little bit of a lightweight, so that might be a little bit of a struggle. But uh, that is my objective for the evening. So let's do the math on that. 34 ounce pores is 10 12 ounce beers. That's a lot. <laughs> Challenge accepted. So I, I have a story along these lines. When we lived in Las Vegas, my wife and I went on a date and we were going to like a Kings of Leon concert, but I didn't really like read the fine print of what it was. It was a beer festival where Kings of Leon was like the headline show. You got like... 30 or some stupid amount of pours. And then my wife is not much of a beer drinker. So you took a few of her pours? I took a few of hers. <laughs> yada, yada, yada. And it didn't end well. <laughs> Let's just say it's not a date night that Jody was happy with. <laughs> I feel like if you buy tickets and they give you that many pours, then it's expected that that's the kind of night it's going to be. Well, I think like when they do it, like what they're doing is they're basically saying it's all you can drink, but like just they're banking that we're not going to drink that many. Like they're they're thinking like, oh, yeah, you can try what you want, but surely you're not going to use all 30. Yeah. 
They don't know us that well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking nothing but stouts all night. Oh, God. You know, I'm going to be hitting every Pilsner they got on the menu just so I can walk out of that place. <laughs> that being said, since this will be, you know, posthumous by the time this actually hits publishing, I want to just say thoughts and prayers to everyone who was paying attention to our untapped feed during this event because it may have been <laughs> a little overload. <laughs> the question is really what are our wives going to do? Like, does Meredith have 34-ounce beers in her? I, I'm going to be honest. Like, I, Meredith can outdrink me. <laughs> <laughs> and if she was listening, she'd you, be like... Uh, ladies and gentlemen of the podcast, you heard it here first. Yeah, I'm the lightweight of the family. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of untapped, I noticed when we do yeah. our podcast episodes, Adam and I used to have this strategy where... The night before the podcast, we would actually check in the beers that we drank. It could have been two weeks before. Who knows when we did the episode. But I noticed that now you're no longer following that strategy. You're checking them in as you drink them. Why is that? I just couldn't leave the listeners at that level of suspense. And I know everyone's wanting to know what I'm drinking, when I'm drinking it. And so I chose to check it in right then and there. Let me tell something to the listeners here. Um, so Adam, I noticed, because I do all the editing, I, I, I notice what his rankings are more than he does. I noticed that he would often check in his beers with a completely different ranking than he actually gave it on this show. And sometimes he would forget to check in the beer altogether. <laughs> <laughs> if Drew didn't tag me, it wasn't getting checked. <laughs> that was like the only way I remembered is when I got a notification that you tagged me. I was like, oh, shit, I got to check it in. And then, you know, I can barely remember what beer it was, let alone what I rated it. I mean, at the beginning of the year, we did say we were going to challenge each other on who had the most untapped check-ins of the year. And I think it only works to my advantage when you forget to check your beers in. <laughs> That's the only way you can compete in that competition. Just, just wait till December 31st. Let's see who ends up on top. All right, Drew, what beer are we drinking today? All right, today we are drinking the Ennio Pills by New Magnolia Brewing. It's an Italian-style Pilsner coming in at 5% ABV. And I'll say it's probably our last Pilsner of the summer on the show. I think we needed a send-off. I mean... You got pumpkin beers and shit in the stores, so we got to get some real deal pilsners going. An Italian pilsner. What's the difference between an Italian pilsner and a traditional pilsner? You got to say it with an accent. (laughs) (laughs) The simple answer to that question is that Italian pilsners are German pilsners that have been dry hopped with European hops for maximum aroma. It's a little hoppier, a little more aroma without getting the bitterness. I get that. Have you ever been to New Magnolia? No. I haven't either. And this is actually the first time that I've seen their beer being distributed. I think I got this at Total Wine and I was surprised. I was like, oh, I'm going to snatch it up. So I feel like I need to make it out there, though. It's it's on the bucket list. On the bucket list. Let me finish this beer before I 
determine if before you determine <laughs> i almost knocked my beer over yeah we got that on tape <laughs> <laughs> the can is kind of interesting because it's got it's got like a clint eastwood with the uh it's a spaghetti western style picture on the on the pilsner so i i was trying to figure out what that was all about and then, and then it connected with me you know spaghetti westerns were known because they were uh they were directed by Italians. They really were kind of complete opposites to the old school Westerns. And so for an Italian Pilsner, they're trying to mimic another culture by making a Pilsner. The, the Italians got it. The irony. Pilsner Mafia. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad beer. You do get a little more of that hop flavor to it. It's like just a very touch of bitterness for the hops, but it's it's pretty smooth still. Yeah. I agree. So I feel like we needed to to bring the better parts of of Italy to the scene today um, with the Italian Pilsner after, you know, Cuomo shamed the name of Italians by saying that he's not a pervert. He's just Italian. (laughs) Did you hear that quote? Uh, No. (laughs) There's so many memes out there that are like, that are like the Sopranos. It's like, I'm not a pervert. I'm just Italian. (laughs) Ooh, it's <laughs> a last ditch effort. Yeah, that's just ultimate sleaze move right there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I need to let the audience know a confession that Meredith gave me tonight. Oh shit! <laughs> I don't even want to know. <laughs> <laughs> so my understanding at the uh, Drew and Meredith household today. The kids were super hot, and you told them to go get a popsicle. That's true. And then what happened? There were no popsicles. <laughs> <laughs> and how does that make the kids feel? There was a little bit of drama involved. <laughs> There's a lot of tears today. <laughs> But as a as a as a parent, you just assume there's always a fucking popsicle. <laughs> I mean, like, when is there not a popsicle in the freezer? I, I just like there's always a I feel like that's such a dad thing to do is just like assume it's there and like they're all You're not you're not the one doing the shopping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they found a popsicle. That someone had like halfway eaten and then kept in the freezer. And then Meredith made them like share it, which went over really well. (laughs) You know, this is a little bit of a random episode. We got a lot of random ideas. There was another thing that Adam had brought up that I thought was pretty hilarious that I feel like is a dad hacks moment on tips for dads out there. And um, it had to do with urgent care for your children. You want to... Do you want to like share your knowledge with everyone? Because I I learned a lot from this discussion. Yeah. So not too long ago, I learned a very valuable, uh, albeit a high risk scenario. (laughs) So I, like many other married men, have a wife that may or may not overreact at times. What you're talking about. (laughs) So our youngest son, Carver, he started like coughing and like was kind of like wheezing one night. And then like 
Jody just lost her shit. There's no other way to put it. <laughs> and so she's like, he's turning blue. And I'm like, no, he's not. But there's there's no. Yeah, you have to roll the punches. There's no way. managing. So like, next thing you know, she's on her phone. And she's calling 911. Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. So like, when you call 911, like, a cop comes to your house first. Mm-hmm. And so we called 911, I swear, within 60 seconds, a cop was knocking on our door. Like, she's on the phone with 911, and someone's knocking. I'm like, who the fuck is knocking right now? And I'm like, there's no way they got here. And it's like, I open the door, it's like a cop. And I'm like, how the fuck did you get They're here They're patrolling so our fat? neighborhood. Yeah, I mean, like, it's like... <laughs> Maybe she's. Been- I feel safer now that I know, I know. That they were there in 60 seconds. <laughs> I know. If someone was shooting at me, I know that they're there. Uh, yeah. Maybe Jody's been calling 911 like all the time. And so they're just like hanging Ready. <laughs> It's like, she's calling again. The cop comes in, does this like little pre assessment. It's like, yeah, the kid's coughing. And so then like he gives them like the go ahead to actually come. Yeah. And so what I found, if you call 911 and they don't transport you, take you to the ER, it's free. What? It's free. You get the free paramedic? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so like, so here's this. So it's funny because like my initial thought, like when she, she was like, I'm going to call 911. And I'm just like, okay, let's. Let's talk her down. Let's let's figure this out. And I'm like, oh my god, this is gonna cost a fucking fortune. That's like the immediate thought that goes into my head. Yeah. And then one thing leads to another. Free ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> so so like the risk reward scenario is like you can call nine one one. You can avoid the like thirty dollar urgent care copay. At the risk of having like a $5,000 medical <laughs> benefit or medical bill. Just roll the dice. Yeah. It's like. Really? That's the ultimate gamble move when you don't agree with what your spouse is assessment is. Is you're like, hey, don't worry. We'll let the paramedics decide. Oh, yeah. I was, just, I was big on myself. <laughs> <laughs> so since then, we've called 911 about five times. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been a dad hacks moment. <laughs> yeah. From the official bearing and easy dad hacks moment. Yeah, emergency responders are like cringing at this conversation. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's like, don't let it out. <laughs> the secret's out. So before we jump into our next topic, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Thrive Coffee is a nonprofit craft coffee roaster based out of Richmond, Virginia, who uses coffee to create careers and training opportunities for individuals with disabilities. Founded in 2019, Thrive Coffee's beans are locally roasted in small batches to ensure the highest quality, and they ship nationwide. And their five single origins are Colombia, Kenya, Sumatra, Honduras, and Brazil. In just three bags sold, pays for one hour work for their differently abled employees. So it sounds like a Brazilian good reasons to check out their website at drinkthrive.org. And as an added bonus, Drink Thrive is giving our listeners a special promo code that gives you 15% off your first order. Just head over to drinkthrive.org and enter three beers at checkout. Again, that's drinkthrive.org, promo code three beers. So Shinerbach, which is... 
one of the staples of Texas. You know, it's, it's kind of like Blue Bonnets, Whataburger. It's basically defines Texas. Basically. So they have gone through a rebranding campaign and they came out with a new ad that I want to play Adam so that we can both look at it and decide, do we think it will change? Will it change things for Shiner Bach? So All right. Let's, let's play this bad boy. In Texas, there's only one way to say Shiner. Shiner. So, Adam, let me hear your thoughts on the new Shiner ad campaign. Meh. 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 What do you, so, for the listeners that couldn't watch it and haven't watched it yet, they try to hit all the pockets of Texas. They hit like a NASCAR type of race. They hit a barbecue place. They hit Marfa, Texas, which is this like trendy place where people go. And they had an alien abduction scene. And then they ended up in a wedding, and uh, you gave it a meh. So, what? Like, can you expand on that? <laughs> no, that's all. <laughs> Adam, a man of few words. <laughs> I think the only scene out of that whole commercial that that like resonated with me was that wedding scene where they had the uh, bride and groom dancing on the dance floor, and then the. The father of the bride gets yeah. up and he looks like pissed off as shit. And he goes up to the groom and he hands him a shiner. And they're using the word shiner to mean more. Like shiner was like, welcome to the family. Welcome to Texas. And so like at our wedding, we did not want to pay for the full open bar. So we paid for the beer and wine service. And shiner was the best beer on the menu. And so I drank shiners all night on my wedding reception and we had this awesome DJ that, like, I don't care what music he was playing. He had guys on his squad. I would be holding, you know, you know, when you're at a at your wedding and you're talking to everybody and your beer gets hot because you're, yeah. you you're talking so much you're not drinking. He would come swap my beer out when it was halfway full, when it was starting to get a little warm, and got me the cold one. Like I would have paid him double because that was amazing. <laughs> but it was like, I drank so many shiners. And so that moment in that commercial, that was the only thing I was like, yeah, that's the shiner in my heart. Right there. <laughs> so obviously like you're, you don't have the same Texas love no. that, that, that I do. And I'll be honest, I don't even remember what their prior commercials were like. I don't think they had commercials. I think they're trying to hit the new generation. I do box. like the uh, shiner light blonde. That is one of my favorite light beers. Can't go wrong with just straight up Shiner Bach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Adam gives it two meas down. <laughs> <laughs> this is a mea situation. <laughs> so while you were while you were blabbing, I had a thought come into my mind. Let's let it fly. I heard you say you didn't have the open bar at your wedding. I also didn't have the open bar in my wedding. And so it's like when you're in that situation, like you're such like a cheap ass. But like now when I go to weddings, like any wedding that's not an open bar, I'm like these cheap motherfuckers. I came to this wedding. It's like I came to this wedding wanting to get shit faced. Yeah. And these cheap asses 
don't have an open bar. Yeah, they got the, the, the cheapest wine on the menu. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then Miller Light and Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a Carbach if you're lucky. <laughs> yeah. But you got to cut somewhere, though. Like, it's funny, though, the places you cut. Like, the open bar, Meredith doesn't bring up at all that we cut that. Like, that didn't bother her at all. But the other thing that we cut to make ends meet on the wedding was I convinced her to cut the videographer. And so I said, hey, I have a video camera. I'm going to tell all the the wedding party that I'm going to just leave it out here and everyone just grab it and just take random fucking picture video no, and no I'll one mix it and mash it. Night. No one grabbed the video camera the whole night. We have zero video footage and she still to this day is like, we should have gotten that videographer. I was like, well, I wasn't about to fork over another three grand on this oh, shit. Because yeah. <laughs> like her parents were awesome. They, they paid for most of the wedding, but they, they had a, a budget, right? And once everything above that budget was me and Meredith. And so we paid for some things over that budget. And I was like, do we really need that videographer? Uh, yeah, look, I got this camera idea. It's going to work. People are going to love it. Fucking cheap ass. Yeah. But to, in today's era, you probably wouldn't even need that because everyone would be like recording shit on their phone the whole night. So like you'd just have to like get on Instagram the next day. Yeah. And just put your iPhone on portrait mode. You don't even need a photographer anymore. Yeah. You know how many times I've regretted not having a videographer? None. Fucking none. I could care less. With Chinzar, like, you would have gotten the video in, like, a format that you couldn't even watch today. Yeah, it's VHS. VHS. <laughs> like, <laughs> you would have had it in a VHS. Yeah. I'm not that old. <laughs> I, I beg to differ. <laughs> it would have at least been on a CD. <laughs> it's on the DVD. <laughs> I think I need to let the audience know that Jody and I went to an all-inclusive resort since we last spoke. Good for you. <laughs> I, I've been telling Drew he should do that, but... But he, I have a baby. <laughs> he has a baby and... We're poor right now. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. We went to Riviera Maya, TRS Yucatan. It was an awesome resort. No cartels? Super. Super affordable cartels. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna answer. What are some of the highlights of this said Mexico trip? Not having kids. That's, that's always the highlight. That's pretty much it. So it was interesting because like we didn't really like hit it hard like we did like our prior trip. Like the prior trip, we were like at the swim up bar taking shots all all day, all night. Yeah. But this one was more. More relaxed. Slow and steady. Drink early and often. Early and often. Did you drink a lot of beer? Not that much beer. I always at those places I always struggle with like what is what is the strategy? And like at the very end, I found like a good option. Cause like I'm like a Jack and Coke kind of guy, but it kind of like just feels weird like drinking Jack and Coke all day at the yeah. That's kind of a, that's not like an all day drinker. That's like a, have a couple late night. Yeah. It's like an evening. Yeah. It's like an evening drinker. Yeah. And then, um, I can only do like one or two like pina coladas or whatever, whatever those are. Yeah. And so I was drinking beer, but all they had was like Dos Equis basically. Hmm. But at the very end, I saw someone order 
a vodka soda with a splash of cranberry. Because, like, a vodka soda is just, like, a little too plain for me. Mm-hmm. But, like, the splash of cranberry, Ooh, like, gave it, it. Like, gave it, like, a little pizzazz. Is that the right word? Yeah, I think so. I'll go for the tropical fruity stuff for most of the day, but you can't do that and not wreck your stomach. But there was always like, we went on our honeymoon to Belize and there was a drink that they kept talking about. It was like the Panty Ripa. And it was, <laughs> it was basically rum with pineapple juice. Yeah. But they called it the Panty Ripper because, you know, <laughs> but like I like drinking those drinks until my stomach just gives out on me. Oh, I know. And then you're drinking light beer or something else but yeah i think it's tough to find that that go-to that you can drink all day the goal is to have that perfect buzz buzz that just goes on for like eight hours without you getting tired but you just feel happy i succeeded i think there was one time that i got a little drunk but jody took the cake so there was one dinner we had to leave prematurely were you kicked out or was it just voluntary i could see we weren't making it through dinner so like we pulled the plug on dinner yeah and then like we went to the lobby two or three minutes went down i was like dude i need a cart and he was like cart we need one now and it was like he had the drill it was like they had like a reserve they had like a backup driver ready for this situation i was like my wife's had a bit to drink like we need to go now so when you say a cart is this like a golf cart that they're going to take you back to your place where do they have like i'm imagining four dudes carrying a cart and jody's like like the princess like riding in like the cushion pillows <laughs> Drunk, please. <laughs> All right, Adam, since you always ask me first, what do you think you're going to go with on the rating? And are, are there any other interesting tidbits you want to share about this beer? Tidbits? <laughs> <laughs> any other tidbits you want to share? Yeah. Any nuggets of wisdom? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with a 3.75. That's a a pretty solid Pilsner rating right there. That's a solid Pilsner. Yeah. I like this Pilsner. I do too. Quite a bit. I'm right there with you. I think the the highest rated Pilsner that I've ever done is a 4.0. And so I I think this is a, it's up there, not quite at that class, but 3.75. I'm I'm right with you. I think it's definitely a buy again Pilsner. Yeah. They did it right. You know, when we did that Pilsner episode, some of the Pilsners would have kind of off flavors at the end of it. And I feel like this one, like it sticks with that same flavor profile. You get that hot profile and I don't really get, you know, you get the hop aftertaste a little bit, but it's not, I don't get any, anything funky in there, but now they distribute, they can, they can make it onto the Beer and AZ podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was a primary factor in their decision to start distributing. It's like, we haven't been on one of their blind tasting yet. (laughs) They only shop at HEB and Total Wine. Bullshit. (laughs) They never get their ass out of the suburbs and go into the fucking brewery. (laughs) Well, I think that's enough enough tidbits for today. (laughs) Thanks for sharing your nuggets of wisdom. (laughs) So this has been kind of a random episode, right? This has been my kind of episode. Yeah, it's like if it was up to me, if I... 
design the structure of this podcast, we would never have an agenda. We would just shoot the shit all the time. It, it flowed well, though, because of that. So, I mean, there's something to be said about just fucking going in with no agenda whatsoever. About time you see it my way. But speaking of agenda, we've got some nope. really... Nope. We've got some really awesome things in store for our listeners coming up soon. We're talking about expanding the Beer and AZ team. We're talking about completely pivoting our whole focus for the next season of this podcast. We are talking about some big shit that you need to stay tuned for. Big shit. <laughs> it sounds bad when you just call the big shit. <laughs> But it's going to be really good. <laughs> this podcast is taking a big shit. <laughs> We've been taking really big shits for an entire year. But we're going to take an even bigger one for season two. <laughs> it's going to be really exciting. We're making some changes. We're bringing that heat. Bringing that heat. For the city of Houston. That's That's my... That's your teaser. That's, that's Say no more. Say no more. They've they've heard enough. And as always, check us out on crossthestreamsmedia.com where you can find out all the different ways you can subscribe to our podcast, get all our social media handles, and also check out all the other awesome shows on the network. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you all next time. This has been a Bearing Ain't Easy production in Houston, Texas. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram. And if you want to see what we're drinking, our untapped handles are Bearing Ain't Easy Adam and Bearing Ain't Easy Drew. Cross the Streams Media Podcast.